So I'm going to go reverse psychology and just come out with the most boring, <laughs> the most boring uniform combination. Be like, man, these guys are for real. They're, they don't give a shit about this stuff. <laughs> Welcome to My Got A Podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode, John Powell and I talk a little recruiting, everything SEC Media Days related, and we answer questions from you, our listeners. As always, remember to check out store.mygotapodcast.com to see our latest merch. And you can follow us on social media at My Got A Podcast. Finally, if you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, five stars obviously, and review the show. If you leave us a review, you just might hear it on an upcoming episode. Now, let's join the conversation in progress. So we're back. We are back. Back again. Another, another preseason. Another preseason. Uh, much shorter hiatus this time than last time. <laughs> yeah, we only took, only took, you know, we took a week off um, and enjoyed uh, SEC Media Days. I know you texted me and we're, you know, we're, we were talking about recording around Media Days, but decided uh, – we we usually record on Mondays and wanted to make sure we had all the uh, Kirby and and company interviews done before we talked. So I think I think that worked out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you heard, but you know Kirby Smart basically was bad mouthing nil, right? <laughs> yes, yes, right, exactly, exactly. Uh, we'll we'll have to get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, uh, I did have to say I saw uh, on Twitter. I saw on Twitter today a comment uh, from Brett Belding talking about uh, Makers Forty Six and how that's uh, a good pour. So that's that's what I've got uh, this evening while recording. Uh, it's a tried and true. Uh, my God, a podcast favorite. So agreed, Brett. Excellent choice. And uh, yeah, that's a I'm fantastic that one. I'm that having was- some of. I'm having some of West Cobb's finest H2O. I'm not, <laughs> feeling, I'm not feeling 100%, so uh, I'm just I'm sticking to the water tonight. Well, here's the thing, though. Like, we were hopeful that you'd be able to make it tonight. We were, and you, we were hopeful. <laughs> and you were. So that's good. <laughs> I did just want to say, I don't know, like, maybe just catch up a little bit. Like, um, I think, you know, last episode we had John Tweet Sports on, and we kind of jumped straight into, like, Dog Central and – and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, I don't know, like how was your summer? (laughs) Summer has been pretty, pretty straightforward for us, like camps here and there. Um, no big, no big trips or anything like that. Um, so our, our big, our big vacation is going to be a fall break for us here coming up. Okay. That's uh, right. Last week of September. So, um, a lot of work. I, I had a big client that we onboarded, so I've been kind of commuting between Jacksonville and, and here for the last couple of months. So um, it's been a lot of time working for me, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> got to do it. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. We're all Unfortunately, there. we have to do it <laughs> really? until, until Dog Central starts just raking in the, the, the money. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um yeah, no, we, we've been pretty low-key. Although, you know, like, it, it's funny because, like, Georgia to North Carolina, like, our summers are so different. Like, our summer starts so much later than you, um, but then we do go back to school later, obviously. But so we're not nearly as far into summer as you are. But, um, you know, 
I I do I have two teenagers now, so I think that, that that's the big thing. And the oldest teenager has a car, so we we bought a car this summer. Uh, that's that was crazy. interesting. That was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so we're having to deal with like we have three cars now, you know, and it's like reshuffling. Uh, I spent this, I spent weekend before last and it, Kim and I both like cleaning out the garage. Cause I'd been parking my car in the driveway. Um, <laughs> so it needed to go back into the garage. Uh, so that's been fun. So yeah, we did, that. We did our trip trip, um, with family. Uh, so yeah, it's been good. It's been good. So pretty, pretty low key for us too. That's awesome. Having Fripp is nice. Uh, Still, still waiting for that invite out to out to Fripp. <laughs> <laughs> Tough but fair. Tough but fair. We have we have talked about it in gen- like but in kidding. more nebulous general terms. We need to <laughs> iron out an actual uh, my got a podcast retreat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, <laughs> Leader, leadership retreat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like. We could go like live from the course or live from the beach. There, there's lots of lots of possibilities. Yeah, we need to have a, a guest speaker. Like we could have a keynote speaker, Fripp Dog, coming in and giving us a little pep talk. That's true. That's true. You know, l- last summer uh, was when I recorded the at the time Dog Sports Live episode with Graham and Josh, and like they had Dan Wetzel on, and it was like the Google Meet got messed up or something. Uh, uh-huh. so that, that's my only foray in a, in a podcasting. I, I didn't have all my stuff with me. It was kind of, I, I was a little behind, but anyways, <laughs> always gets interesting. Well, cool. It sounds like you had a pretty good summer though. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty good. School starts for us next week. So. Wow. We're See, that's back, crazy. Baby. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is, this is where you would queue up like the Christmas music. Like it's the most wonderful time. <laughs> right. Right. No. Yeah. I no, don't. That'll be a, a preview of what my kids are going to hear. I'm, I'm come, come Monday morning. This month. So a week. So we're recording Monday night. So a week from today, school starts. Yeah. Wow. August I, uh, 1st. Wow. Yeah. We're my daughter got her, my oldest got her schedule and everything. So. She's, she's starting high school. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So your oldest is starting. Yeah. So I'll, I'm going to have a junior in high school and an eighth grader this year. So big things happening. Wait, is that the most famous podcaster in the Palo household that I see on the screen? He is. He's, he's taking a peek over my shoulder because it's bedtime. <laughs> night, night, buddy. Night, Carter. Sorry, Carter. <laughs> Yeah, it's about to be even more sorry because that kid's going to have a wake-up call because he can't sleep until 8 o'clock anymore. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the end of summer. <laughs> exactly. And bedtimes are going to be, like, much more swift. Right, right. right. It happens. Ugh. All right. Well, let's see. Um, I know bef- – I guess before we get to SEC Media Days, um, you know, we don't usually talk about the Gruden – so much in here, like we're not the Cruton experts, you know, that's why we've got, um, you know, Jason and, and Dustin and, and Graham over at Dog Central doing that stuff. And John, um, man, man, those guys, those guys are, are phenomenal. And, yeah. and Trey and Lamar, like, man, those guys are just so plugged in, man. If you haven't, if you haven't checked them out go check them out over at Dog Central, man, because I'm just blown away by the amount of intel that those guys are able to pull. It's crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. And, and we've we've reached or I, I don't know. Now it's it's started to calm down. But maybe like a week or two ago, we had reached like the point in summer where like the sky is falling or everyone <laughs> feels like the sky is falling. And like, you know, because we didn't get we had you know, kind of back to back um, seemed, I guess, back to back with Arch Manning and, and Justice Haynes, um, you know, not choosing Georgia, um, you know, and when I, I think like I had joked months back, right, like the recruits. Um, you know, I don't claim to be plugged in or anything, but like the one, the guys like the, that I wanted, right. Purely for like, uh, nostalgia reasons and just like not even uh, with Justice Haynes is definitely nostalgia, but I was, you know, joke about my, my cousin, Sammy, which I, I don't know that I would say he's a Clemson lean, I guess, but, um, you know, those are my priority recruits. So bummed to miss out on justice. Um, you know, like Veron is a guy that was there where we were in school, you know, we were in school for the hobnail boot. And so wanted him just for that reason alone, obviously. And obviously he's like very talented and is like tearing it up. So once he kind of emerged, he was a guy that I had kind of keyed in on like, oh man, that'd be so cool to have him. Um, But I mean, you know, it is what it is. I guess the two things I'll say on it, there's like, you know, some people want to kind of forge their own path. I'm sure that would have to be hard for him to come to Georgia with the last name that he has. And, you know, his dad, uh, I don't even know so much living up to it, but just, you know, he has made one of the most iconic plays, <laughs> I guess, or one of the most memorable plays, you know, so that would, that would be tough. Um, so I, I can understand that. And then, but the flip side of that, as I'll say, is nothing has been signed yet and recruiting never ends <laughs> until you hit, until that uh, letter of intent is signed. So, but we'll see. Well, even after with the latest, you know, they're talking about allowing and getting rid of the the one year, you know, limit on transfers, right? So, mm, yeah, these kids are potentially going to be free agents every single year. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, just, don't that's just, like the, don't burn those bridges, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's it. And that, you know, that's that's true. So, like, you want to you want to make sure that you, uh, yeah, because because think about it. Like, you've got the the offensive coordinator that may be hating on you, and you transfer away, and then a year later they're they're coaching, they're the head coach at that school. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I, I know Kirby does a, a good job of that. Um, but I would say even like as fans, like that's something like as myself, like I'm not like, you know, like, like the whole, like a uh, don't tweet at recruits <laughs> kind of like yeah. mantra that I have, like, you know, somebody commits elsewhere. I'm probably not going to say anything at all. If anything, maybe like a, you know, good for you, best wishes or whatever. So that's, I, I feel like is definitely kind of the model to follow there. Cause especially in this day and age, like, yeah, that was a great point. It's not just signing day, right? There's always the portal later, so who knows? Yeah, I'm not a. I'm, I don't subscribe to that anymore, for sure. It's yeah. probably been since I was in my 20s when I stopped doing some stuff like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Where I, I at least like felt somewhat connected, you know, to the like, you know, you could run into some of these kids at the bar, kind of thing. Right. Right. Yeah. For sure. All right. Um, well. Yeah. I, it's it's definitely a bummer to miss out on on justice because you know yeah. you definitely don't want to hear touchdown Haynes against University of Georgia in the SEC championship. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, it'll be it'll be that that'll be weird if and when we do play against him. Um, I, I don't even know like what the rotation is or like would be at that point because we don't even know what the schedule is going to be. So who knows. Yeah, I would say that um, I would say it's 
it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you want your legacies to come, but at the same time, you know, in, we always say in Kirby, we trust, right? Yeah. Yep. And in this day and age with the NIL, the way that it is, like, if you don't want to come to school at the university of Georgia, like, you know, I don't, I don't want you to come to school at the university of Georgia. You know what I mean? Like if you don't want to yeah. be here, don't be here. Yep. Yep. For sure. For sure. Totally. But I would say, I guess the only other thing to kind of like before we pivot to SEC media days is I think, you know, things have definitely picked, picked back up. We've had several recruits since, um, I know like Jonelle Aguero, we got over the weekend. Um, so I don't know, like in Kirby, we trust you said it. So nothing else to say there really. <laughs> yeah. I think it was, I can't remember if we talked about it the last time or not, or if it was just something we messaged back and forth on the threads about, but, um, I, I wonder if some of that slowdown just has to do with the fact that, you know, Kirby mentioned, um, I can't remember where it was that I saw, but I, I saw that he had mentioned that they had taken, was it, was it Thursdays in June off or something like mm, that? Yeah. I don't remember exactly what the specifics for what it was either, but yeah, like the mental they health. Like, yeah, they yeah. basically just, they basically went to, to take in like a day off, whereas in the past they hadn't taken that day off. And so they took the day off so that kid, people could be with their families and have, have lives and stuff like that. And so I wonder if some of that slowdown and some of that momentum was maybe partially because of that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like to think that it probably isn't, if nothing else, it's just that they're loading up the, the preseason hype, hype train, SEC media days. I'm sure that a lot of some of this, some of this information leaking and information getting out about recruits and stuff is going to be strategic to a certain degree. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, it's funny that like that, what you just brought up, I think is a good segue into SEC media days because that the comment when, when Kirby was talking about that and making that ch- transition in like June this year, as opposed to years past, that's, that's when he made, yeah. And that's when he made the comment of that, like, I don't remember if it was last year or two years ago that it was, it was, it was so crazy and it was so bad that, you know, he basically thought about retiring and he's like, you know, I wanted to quit or something like that. And yeah. I know some people kind of ran with that. Like he like totally meant it, which, you know, I, my, my stance is like, I, I need to hear him say it. Like I need to know what like his vocal tone was to see what he really meant. I, I did think it was interesting though, that like, I, I didn't, I mean, I watched this whole press conference. I don't think anyone like even asked him about that um, at SEC media days. Cause that, that comment was made at like the Texas high school coaches convention or whatever. Um, but that didn't even come up, which I think is appropriate. Like it, it didn't seem like it was a, uh, I, I actually <laughs> thought about retiring kind of comment anyways. Like not, not a serious person. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. If you, if you if you were reporting that, you were not a serious person. <laughs> yes, right, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Um, so let's see, there were two things uh, in SEC Media Days that came out as kind of like w- what we would say, like news and notes. Um, so the first one was around Tate Ratledge. Uh, so Kirby did say that he's cleared to practice, but that's not an injury that's just easy to return from. Uh, so we'll see. That's definitely something to watch, kind of like in the preseason leading up to Oregon would love to have him back. You know, we had him for what, like a series <laughs> against Clemson last year. I know. Right. Um, and the other one was Tyke Smith. Don't tell, don't tell Alabama that Jim. They are oh. full, full strength. Sorry. That's a good point. Good point. Good point. <laughs> um, and then the other one was Tyke Smith. Uh, and so Kirby <clears> said, <throat> I don't know if he'll be completely cleared when we get back to fall camp, but he should be cleared shortly thereafter. Hopefully we can find a role for oh. him to, to help us. So no. yeah, threw in the dreaded, hopefully. 
Um, although he said hopefully and not hopeful. So I don't know. Hopeful to get him back is that's, that's the, the full on kiss of death. So maybe this one isn't quite as bad. Um, that one was kind of a, I'm going to make a gif. I'm going to make a gif of Kirby smart. Given, given the Hadouken with the hopeful. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Okay. And now we have to have a, my God, a podcast debate of, is it gif or gif? Because I don't know, I don't know that I've heard you say. Yeah, yeah. I, I, say, I, I, I alternate. I, okay. I work in a creative environment where I get made fun of if I call it a GIF. Really? But, uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, you got creative. You got creative minds yes. around that are like aficionados of you know creative things. So I was just gonna say I, I try to stay. I try to stay up on the lingo so I don't get made fun of with the with the guys at work. Yeah, I'm taking us totally off the rails, but because I can't remember, like the guy that invented the GIF slash slash it's, GIF. It's officially supposed to be GIF. He says GIF, right? The guy that like yeah. came up with the concept, right? Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, these are things that we have to know. You it's know, like it's kind, kind of what we're known for. Kind of what we're known for. Or one of the preseason. Crucial preseason talk. <laughs> uh, so the the big thing from Kirby, I would say was not even from his press conference, um, but something that came out from uh, a a sit down that he had with the SEC network folks. So we're actually going to splice in and play this clip. So the first person you will hear, I hopefully is Tim Tebow, unless something gets messed up. Um, But let's take a listen at this. Left. All right, Coach, I got a bone to pick with you Uh-oh. because I have, I've heard that you no longer really want the Florida-Georgia game in Jacksonville. <laughs> you mean the Georgia-Florida Georgia game? No, yeah. no, no, no. Hey, come on. I got you. I got you. I tried to throw that plug in there. I did, but it's literally one of the best environments. How come you want to switch it up? Why is it one of the best environments? How many times did you play in Athens now? None. None. How many times did we get to play in Gainesville? None. I think that's special. It is. I think that's special. But it's but you get a lot of home and road games, but you only get one where it's split 50-50 no, you in don't. the middle. We're, we're going to play Oregon this year in, the, in, in Mercedes. I know, and there'll be pockets full of it, but this one's literally split right down the middle. Orange and blue, red and black. It absolutely is. I'll tell you what, y'all tell Florida, you call the AD and you ask him to come to Atlanta and come play us. <laughs> we'll play in Atlanta anytime they want to play. <laughs> tell so, them, Kirby. There's a little bit of it. So... I okay, so just to talk about it, I, I we I'm sure did honestly, I can't remember if we talked about this last time. I know we've texted about it a ton, and like you and I and Hunter yes. and John tweets were definitely talking about it a lot right after this came up. Um, has your stance changed at all? Like listening to that right there, like because my stance has generally been like I want to keep it in, in Jacksonville, um, just for like nostalgia and uh, traditional purposes. And I enjoyed going there as a student, um, that kind of stuff. But he does make some good points. So I'm not a huge fan of Jacksonville beaches. I mean, it's great and all. I mean, if I want the type of experience and environment like that, I'd go to Hilton Head or Frith or whatever, Hmm. Um, somewhere up more north, but um, where the actual atmosphere and people are are better, in my opinion. But... um, I, I don't know. I my uh, my position on it is that if you're using recruiting as the example, obviously we've shown that he doesn't need to, <laughs> he doesn't need it. Uh, come on, Kirby, we got top yeah. three classes every year or whatever. So like, 
clearly it's not needed. Now, would it give him another asset? Absolutely, dude. Like yeah. they're 70 miles away from the, from the school. Like they can bust people over and make it a, make it a thing. <clears throat> if they take it home and home, um, it's going to be much more easy for them to leverage that every other year. My thing is, is that if, if everybody is all but, um, butthurt over the fact that, you know, you're trying to get nostalgia and you want to make it more even, you want to make it more recruiting, hmm. make it more fair and balanced, like give some, give them something special or whatever, like some sort of combination of going home and home and neutral site or different neutral site, which is what I was texting you guys about. Like if this was, hmm. if this was about parody and like trying to give a, an experience or whatever and, and try to maintain some of that recruiting elements, like, just go home and home and in between the home and homes go, you know, neutral site, whether it be Jacksonville or Atlanta and just alternate all of it just so that every four years you get the Georgia Florida game in the, in the, at the bends, uh, you get the Georgia Florida game at the swamp, you get the Georgia Florida game at home, you get the Georgia Florida game at, you know, Jacksonville. So yeah, my opinion, that would be like a, a best case scenario. But if, you know, I, I would. I personally think that we should have at least some element of home and home. It is absolutely mind-boggling to me that there's kids that have never played against Florida in the swamp, and that to me just doesn't sit right. It doesn't sit right with me as far as like what we think of about with college football because the nostalgia with that game, in my opinion, I mean, think about how much that stadium has changed over the years. Like mm-hmm. the the experience overall has changed over the years. Like. I, I don't know, man. Like, I get it. Like, if you want to go to the beach, go to the beach. But the reason it's awesome is because it's Georgia, Florida. Yeah, I am. I'll tell you, like, I'm starting to kind of get off my high horse a little bit of, like, it has to stay in Jacksonville. Um, And, yeah, the the recruiting pitch, that that does nothing for me. Because, like, I don't – like, Kirby clearly can recruit fine. Um, And, like, and if that's true, then, like, why are we scheduling Oregon – you know, as a neutral game, and why are we scheduling Clemson and Charlotte? Well, like, that's the same you know, reason it's going to stay in Jacksonville, right? It's yeah. money. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's the thing. Um, I'll say the only thing I listened to this morning uh, of all people, Mike Griffith was on nine sixty with Logan Booker uh, and Dave on the morning show, and he made a comment that, like, surprisingly, I was like, "Huh, that's actually a, a really good point," <laughs> um, and it was around the Iron Bowl, so. Alabama, Auburn, the Iron Bowl used to be played in Birmingham at Legion Field, right? At Legion Field. And that was quote unquote neutral, which I think was more of a Bama slant, but you could say the same thing about like Jacksonville, right? Like it's in the state of Florida. Um, Mm -hmm. And just like what it meant for the people at Auburn to get that home game back. And, you know, like, I guess I'm definitely obviously outside looking in, but like, I just, I think having the Iron Bowl home and home just makes sense. And if Georgia, Florida were to change me home and home, I think eventually we would get to that point too. Uh, but I do think that your idea is kind of like the ultimate compromise, right? Like rotate through all four. If you did that, if you did Mercedes Benz, you did Jacksonville, Athens and Gainesville, then a four year player would get to play in all four venues, which I think yeah, would, you have something to look forward cool. to like each year. It's like, Oh yeah, we get to go to the, we get to go to Jacksonville this year or, you, you, man, you, you better stick around next year. We're going to the swamp, you know, that kind of thing. Like no yeah. one's ever played at the swamp before. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I just think I, I recognize that my wish list there is like just wishful thinking, but like, 
because the reason the reality is is that once you layer in another city and another negotiation point like yeah it's just it's it's going to overcomplicate it i feel like to doing it that way that's just my pie in the sky like if if all things being equal kind of thing um yeah. but the the reality is the easiest compromise is to just rotate the jacksonville home and home mm-hmm. yeah well and that gets to so we actually did have i'm going to skip to one listener question so 51 to 7 gata said uh considering the florida athletic director's comment do you think florida would actually keep their home game in jacksonville while making trips to athens to play georgia the last two florida ad's have said they would keep their designated home game in jacksonville I find this difficult to believe, and I agree. There's, there's no way that I, I don't see how that would happen. So basically, the premise is it goes to home and home, but then Florida says we're going to play our home game in Jacksonville. I don't, I don't see them doing that. What's the stadium size difference there? Uh, I don't know, but my guess is typically pro stadiums are smaller than college stadiums. But they, but they bring in, but they bring in the stands for that. They do game. add stands, but it's still not like. Even with the added stands, it's nothing like Sanford, for example. Um, well, yeah. I just wasn't sure how big the, the swamp was. Again, I, I guess the answer there is it would still probably need to be money. Like, <laughs> if Florida <laughs> – I mean, that would be weird, I guess, right? Because then you'd, you'd have the cocktail party in Jacksonville. But if it's Florida's home game, it wouldn't be 50-50, right? I mean, you know, then it's not neutral anymore, technically. Um, so but I don't – 88,000 people is what uh, the swamp holds. Okay. There's no way Jacksonville's that many. I don't think so either. I would say it's with the extra stands, it's in the 70s. The yeah. Biggest. Say it's biggest. Probably, yeah. Uh, it says 80,000. Really? Okay. Since the stadium was rebuilt in 1995, capacity has been more than 80,000. Okay. Interesting. So it's actually not, not that much that big of a difference. Yeah. Plus, you 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 jack up the prices for that, and then you you gotta. So here's my thing. So I think that the reason that if I was a if I was a Florida, if I was a Florida person, number one that that just speaks to. One second. Let me give me one second. I need to let Munson in the room because he's whimpering. <laughs> I think Munson heard us, and he's been trying to put glasses on it. And he's been trying to put glasses on it. He wants to participate. He wants to be in the podcast. I need him. Okay, he laid down. Okay. Where were we? <laughs> uh, oh, we were talking about what I think about the game. So I, the stadium size, you know, you could, you could jack up the ticket prices or whatever. But, like, um, if I am – it just speaks to the value of that game to being where it is. Like, if, if they're being serious about that, that they're going to keep the home game in Jacksonville, then clearly it's a benefit to them to have it there. Yeah. I don't know that there's necessarily a benefit for us. So in my opinion, I think that what they're trying to do is, is have a game closer to the Georgia border. So mm-hmm. they're able to pull the South Georgia recruits down to that game because if they make that their home game, then mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know how that works with recruiting or whatever, like making an official visits and all that kind of stuff. But like yeah. it's only seventy miles away. So I don't know, man. I think that it might be easier for them to put people up in hotels in, in Jacksonville or something. I don't know. It, it just seems like yeah. it's a much, much bigger value proposition to have. If you if you think about it from a military standpoint, like <laughs> you've got the border, 
right there <laughs> and the game is literally right across, right over the little little further over the border like and Gainesville is way is further south so strategically it's a much better outpost <laughs> only on like out of podcast can you get military strategy compared uh, analogy <laughs> to the Georgia the port, port to the, the cocktail ports party. Are, the ports are bigger in Jacksonville Jim all right this is, this is true this is true they can sh- they can bring bigger gators in. <laughs> I once went on a on a cruise out of the port of Jacksonville. Uh, I do think that there is an element of that though. Like the think about the big the big time donors that that have yachts that that pull mm-hmm. into the St. John's River for that game. Well, and that, that and that's where I that's where I think it's hard to get the game out of Jacksonville from a Georgia perspective too. Is there are some big money Georgia donors that want to keep the game there. So all right, we, we can yeah. move on. But yeah, I, I, it's definitely interesting. Um, Burn the boats, Jim. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. God, like that was like a glorious segue. Okay. Uh, Coach Trill gave us an over-under last week on reusable Kirby quotes at SEC Media Days, and he set the over-under at two and a half. I, I think we all took the under. I think it hit the under. I, I think like the most memorable quote that Kirby gave was an answer to a question. It was when he said, like, we will not be hunted at the University of Georgia. Right. So to me, that was the most memorable. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm having a hard time. I mean, you know, correcting Tim Tebow, <laughs> calling it the Georgia Florida game uh, is memorable and memorable. But I don't think we that hit the over. That was. So maybe we were at two as opposed to two and a half. I don't think we hit three. I don't have anything else. No, nothing really sticks out to me. So we'll say we'll say we hit the under. Um, okay. Other things, uh, things coming out late SEC media days. So uh, we had the all SEC teams come out from the voting. So we had two offensive players in the first team in Brock Bowers and Warren McClendon. We had three defensive players. So this is kind of funny, right? Like everyone talks about like, you know, eight starters went to the NFL, only three quote unquote returning starters in the defense. Well, all three of them are first team all SEC defense. Uh, That's pretty cool. So Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, Keely Ringo. Um, And then uh, Kyrus Jackson was on the first team at kick return. Although actually, now that I just said that, Jalen Carter technically wasn't a starter, right? I guess probably Robert Beal was the other returning starter. So I may have got that wrong. Apologies. It was pretty close though. Hold on. It's it's Bobby. It's Bobby Beal. Yes, Bobby Beal. That's on the list. Like, you know, is is, uh, is Scott Howard going (laughs) to record an alternate pronunciation this year? Like, you know, these are the things we need to know. Are we only going to have Robert Beal? Or can we have that and Bobby Beal? These are the questions. Um, by the way, in case you were wondering, the new pronunciations are not out yet. I, I did check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we the, that that Bobby Beal quote with uh, with Stetson and uh, and Nolan Smith was was pretty awesome. That was pretty memorable. <laughs> that was memorable. That was memorable. Yeah. So Nolan Smith uh, played reporter and asked Stetson Bennett who his favorite outside linebacker is, and <laughs> Stetson said Bobby Beal, uh, which we did not. You know where where has this been all these years so that we had Bobby Beal. <laughs> I think it was Graham that pointed that out. Was it like, was, yeah. He, he he pointed that out, and when I he he basically said what I was thinking out loud, which was we've been missing out on calling him Bobby Beal. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, the other thing that I don't, I don't, maybe I didn't fully appreciate. Did he? Didn't Nolan Smith say he was from the morning evening news? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't even like. I don't. I didn't even catch that. That's incredible. 
I've seen the clip. <laughs> I've seen the clip, but I did not catch that. We need uh, to confirm. We need to put. We need to put some glasses on that one. That, definitely, that replay. Definitely. I, think, I think he said this because like, the morning evening like, news. The morning evening news. I think he was making fun <laughs> of everybody in the room. They just didn't realize it. Oh, that's amazing. Um, the other thing that uh, we haven't talked about that's like not Georgia related, and I guess maybe is there a segment for us to talk about the non Georgia related stuff? We can do that. Let me let me just round out the 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 teams. So we had Kiaris, don't sleep on okay. Kiaris as oh, a yeah, fir- yeah. first team kick returner. On the second team, we had Cedric Van Pran and Christopher Smith, uh, and then third team Kenny McIntosh. Um, yeah, I mean, I was gonna do the uh, projected media finish. We won't go through the whole thing, but you know, Georgia predicted first in the East, obviously. Bama first in the West. Uh, Bama picked to be the champion. By a huge, by a wide margin, actually, like they got 158 votes to win the SEC, and Georgia only got 18. Um, but mm. then uh, I don't know if this is what you were alluding to, but that the fact that Vanderbilt got a first place vote uh, to win the East and to win the SEC, uh, which is pretty incredible. So we don't know who that person was. I, I did see something along the lines of like everyone that went got a vote, um, like anyone, everyone that got a credential. Um, mm. So, I don't Logan, know. <laughs> Logan, okay, we gotta ask Logan if he voted. Were you trolling, were you trolling everybody? <laughs> uh, we can we can ask that question. We can ask that question. Uh, was that was that your uh, non Georgia thing, or was it something else? No, no. Although there's a couple of non Georgia things that I thought were funny. So the the much the much ballyhooed uh, showdown with Saban and Jimbo kind of was just like a. A non-starter, yeah. basically, with how how it all rolled up. Yeah, um, that was that, that I, was strategic strategic interview time placement. I think like they put them pretty far apart, and Jimbo was like the very last guy to go. So that yeah, was he was basically the SEC SEC Media Days kids table. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. So that was that was strategery. So go on. Uh, the other thing was, uh, <laughs> can we all just take a minute and pause and just say how blessed? It is to have Mike Leach as a, as a head coach in the SEC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I almost always forget about him, and then all of a sudden, it, someone comes out with something ho- absolutely hilarious that he that he does. Like his opening remarks, that was just that was just Chef's kiss. It it was the opposite of uh, wait, who was it that had like that said like nothing? Well, I mean, I know Nolan Smith did. Uh, like he, oh wait, no, yeah, it was. Leach was the one that just like it was like two seconds, right? Yeah, it was really fast. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, the yeah the Vanderbilt coach had like a filibuster or something. <laughs> you mean Brad Guzan? Oh god, I'm so glad you said that. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> so uh, I successfully, uh, like you know, listeners, I I successfully tricked John. <laughs> I sent you. I said, "All right." So I sent you a text, and I said, "Why is Brad Guzan, you know, at SEC Media Days talking to on the SEC Network?" And it was like a video, and but it was Clark Lee. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name if it's Lee or Leah. But it was it was the Vanderbilt coach. And but the best was the way you replied to me. You said, uh, "I don't know." Guzan went to South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, yeah that, that was the Vanderbilt coach." So I guess my joke worked. Uh, read read the article. <laughs> I did not I did not read the article. I saw the screenshot like the No, that's what I said. It was actually it was a video. I, I sent you like a screen like, like a screen recording of uh like a you know, I don't know, like fifteen seconds or something. 
Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even watch it. I just saw the I just saw the, the image on it. I was he, like, he oh, looks well, like that does it looks exactly like him. He looks like Brad Guzan. So new thing new thing that I did not uh, I did not put two and two together on him last year to know that he uh, he looked like Brad Guzan. That's yeah. awesome. Oh man, the bald guys. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta stick to, we gotta stick together. We all For look sure. the same. We don't we don't all look the same, Jim. Jeez. Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, um, Let's see. Anything else? Uh, the other thing I thought was awesome was uh, Sam Pittman. That mm, moment, yeah. That moment with uh, Nolan Smith and Sam Pittman in the hallway. Yeah. Like those are the kinds of things that you don't see on on the news like all that well. Like when those two link up and they hug each other and all that. And I think Kirby and Sam also had a moment too, if I remember. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, yeah, I'm just looking that up. Well, there was a moment up. when. Um, also in that SEC network in like the panel interview, um, they said something to Kirby about playing pickleball and that he said he's good at pickleball. And they asked him, they asked him what SEC coach he would want to play in pickleball. And he said Pittman cause he knew he could beat him. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Uh, so that was good. That was funny. But yeah, and, I, it was funny. And Auburn, Auburn picked last place in the West. That was the other thing that I thought was funny. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I I don't know, man. That is uh, a volatile situation, to say the least. I saw, I, I mean, a lot what. of people just talk about that, like, Harson is not, like, like, he didn't realize what he was getting into. You know, like, is he built for the SEC? It doesn't so much seem like it. And then there was, like, the weird Auburn official tweet that was, like, our coach with a picture of him and stuff, you know, like this is our coach or whatever. I don't know. It's very, it's like, okay, well he may be, but like he, there were people tried to like stage a coup, and get him, you know, fired. I don't know. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I, I don't know. So I live, I live in West Cobb and we go to church um, at a church that was very heavily Auburn. Like there's a lot of, a lot of folks at church that go to Auburn. I don't know that I'm going to be able to have a, constructive conversations with them after, <laughs> after the Auburn game. We'll see. Uh, there, there's some guys, there's some guys that I know that are Auburn fans that used to play, like, you know, they played at Troy and stuff like that. And okay. uh, they're very passionate, that bunch. And the last, the last year or so has been brutal for them. And I can't imagine it getting much better. That's, that's just going to be, ugh. It's just one of those ones that I don't. I try not to mess with the diehards on the Auburn side because they just can't handle it. Kind of like the Bama guys, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, I on the on the Georgia side, I did have a couple of things. So I I went back today and I watched um, like the official media availability for the players. Um, so a couple of things I I got it from that. So first with Stetson, you know he he does he officially we know he has an iPhone and it sounds like he intends to keep it. So make of that what you will. But he, he actually talked about that, like the T9 texting was getting way too hard to deal with. Uh, so that factored into his decision. Um, the other thing, <laughs> the other thing was that he did, he talked about, I had not thought about this. He talked about that, it, or, or someone asked him this question and we were talking about how cool it is that he's going to be, get to be on the same football team as his brother this year. So his younger brother is a freshman on the team this year and, you know, and what I'm going to is the part that I didn't think about with this was, you know, he mentioned that um, that's COVID related, right? Because Stetson without COVID wouldn't be in college anymore. 
Like he, you know, he, this is, this is his, I mean, you know, he's pretty old. He's older than Jake Fromm, by the way, sits in Bennett. Um, like he should not be in college anymore. Um, you know, he's Thank you, COVID. Yeah. So that's, this is that the whole COVID year thing for him. Um, so, so he talked about that. That was like the best thing that to come out of COVID, you know, he's like, you know, he said he's five years older than his brother. They've never been able to be on the same team before. Um, so this gives them the chance to be on the same football team for the first time. Um, and he was like, you know, who knows, maybe the, you know, maybe the stars will align and, uh, we'll get to throw a pass to each other. You know, that'd be pretty cool. He's like, but you know, even if not, you know, it's cool to just, just to be on the same team. Um, so that's pretty cool. That is, that's really cool. Mama Bennett is probably really happy about that too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, <clears throat> talking about, uh, legacies and shadows like you know <laughs> imagine being the kid's brother like, <laughs> you're, just, you're coming you're coming in like my brother will just won the national championship <laughs> right yeah your and brother is the starting quarterback yeah yeah that's that'll be interesting i mean like what does, position he, does he play Wide receiver or what, yeah, what's he's a receiver. Which, yeah. So by the way, Luke Bennett. By the way, so I keep calling him Stetson's brother. <laughs> so, <laughs> See, yeah. so yeah, that's so sorry. That's what he has sorry. Yeah. Apologies. So yeah. So Luke Bennett. Uh, yeah, and he's he plays receiver. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I think he's like he's like you know similar in stature to to Stetson. Uh, so uh, be interesting. They're both listed at at five eleven. Um, yeah, you never know. You know, maybe uh, maybe one of these games uh, on the schedule against a lesser opponent, uh, Luke Bennett could get in, and uh, that'd be pretty cool. Over under over under number of backyard backyard <laughs> touchdowns between brother to brother touchdowns. Oh yeah, now I feel like we just need an over under completions uh, from Bennett to Bennett uh, on the season. Over under set at point five. We need to confirm with Coach Trill. We'll let Coach Trill actually set that. Uh, but that Coach Trill, that is what I recommend. Um, moving if on. Hit the, if we can hit for the trifecta of <laughs> Bennett, Bennett, McConkey, Bennett, <laughs> like Stetson hands off to Stetson hands off to McConkey, then McConkey throws it to Bennett. <laughs> dude, dude, the law firm has grown. <laughs> Bennett, Bennett, and McConkey. <laughs> Uh, incredible incredible. um let's see okay so i would say uh another thing we talked about when john tweets was on we had had a question around like who would kind of you know be the darling at media days and we said nolan smith and i would say he was i don't know i mean obviously like we had the bobby veal thing um you mentioned the you know nolan smith hugging sam Pittman, um and just like watching him interact with the media he is he is that like boisterous vocal guy um he was awesome um the, the two things that 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 i uh that i jotted down were not from his official uh, press conference one was i found a video um he was like talking to a media member and nolan was showing this reporter his instagram video of him snow skiing at Big Sky Resort in Big Sky, Montana, which, uh, fun fact, is where the Wood family used to vacation in December years ago. Uh, so, you know, I, I, could re- I could relate to that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and the other one was, I don't know if you saw, he was like he had an interview with Feinbaum, and Nolan Smith started talking about fishing and that he's a country boy. 
And this is a quote uh, from Nolan Smith. All you need is a hot dog to catch a catfish. So that was, that was pretty amazing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which like, I agree. Yeah. I mean, like pretty true. Uh, yeah. That, I, the guys that I've seen catch catfish are using chicken livers, but I guess hot dogs would work too. <laughs> there you go. Um, and then like, Talk about like polar opposites. So like, you know, you had of the three guys that that were brought. So you had Stetson who starting quarterback and then all of the narrative surrounding him, you had that. And then you had Nolan Smith, this like huge personality. Then they had Cedric Van Pran. And I don't know about you, but like I hadn't seen or like actually heard him speak a lot. Uh, I was very impressed listening to him. He was very like even keel, very straight to the point very matter of fact. Um, I had a, I had a good time listening to him. So definitely like if, if you get a chance, go look, you could just like YouTube, you search on YouTube, you know, Cedric Van Pran, SEC media days, and it'll pop up. You can see his whole interview. Um, but the thing that stepped out, jumped out to me that he said, he got a question around like, you know, so much talent left and, you know, as a team, what are you doing to replace those guys that left? And his answer was that he feels like the key is not to focus on replacing guys, but to uphold the standard that they set. So that was pretty cool. I thought that was a, I thought that was a great answer uh, from Van Pran. And like I said, overall, I was just like super impressed with him. He was, it was, it was fun uh, to listen to him talk. I, I thought he was a great representative of Georgia. Yeah, no, I, I was, I was impressed as well. He, he definitely, he definitely ripped that G well. That's, that's, that goes without saying. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing more of some of these kids that we, you know, we know about, but we haven't really heard a whole lot from because of other leaders on the team, mm-hmm. you know, having, having taken their, taken their place, you know, it'll be nice to see some of the, some of the guys talk a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, I think that's probably it for media days. And then, you know, the day after uh, Kirby got the huge contract extension. Um, so he's, and, and- and he, and, he, and he also got a whole lot of negative press about some folks that clearly didn't listen to anything that he had to say about name image likeness. Exactly. So Kirby is now, as far as we know, the highest paid on average per season, highest paid coach in college football, at least at a public university. You know, so Lincoln Riley is the coach at USC. It's a private school. So there's no like freedom of information requests that his salary is not public. Um, but on average, I mean, Kirby is higher paid than Saban. I know Saban actually has some escalations written into his contract, uh, but they won't kick in yet. So I think he has to fall out of the top three in the SEC and the top, uh, it's like five nationally. I forget what it is. Um, but like he has some automatic es- escalations by that. So as of now, Kirby's the highest paid coach. Um, but yeah, then there was all the blowback. You had what Shannon Sharp. Um, I forget who else. Um, there's an ESPN guy, you know, I, you know, it's, it was interesting. Actually, uh, our guy, Chris Mar- Marler, like jumped in defending Kirby, you know, like making fun of everyone for like, you know, Kirby's had the same stance on NIL all summer and essentially the same stance as, as Nick Saban. Um, and then once Kirby gets his big payday, all these people jump in and, you know, start to claim he's a hypocrite and all this kind of stuff. But, and, and took his media day, comments about NIL way out of context and clearly did not hear him talk about the fact that Georgia had, what was it? 95 players with NIL deals and said, talked about Jordan Davis being probably the highest paid guy last year, you know, on the defense, et cetera. So 
whatever yeah. as, you know as people just that, that's that's like the whole like the whole when i get frustrated with like the national media right I mean, they don't know what they're talking about <laughs> yeah clearly they don't have any idea what they're talking about like get grief yeah there's uh, that was that was annoying it's like come on guys do, some, do a little legwork here these yeah. capital j journalists out here <laughs> well i don't know do we call i don't think we call shannon sharp a capital j journalist <laughs> But there were, know. but there were, some. there were there, some, there were some, actually were, they were, and I, I'm forgetting the guy's name, um, RJ something, <clears throat> his handles, RJ writes, I can't remember what his last name is. I, I, I'm blanking. Um, he, he, he went off on it. It's like, whatever, dude. All right. You got any, uh, I was going to hit the listener questions unless you got anything else. Let's hit the listener questions. All right. Uh, so we already had the one, uh, from 51 to seven GATA. Uh, earlier, we will go to Zach SC Dog eight six four. What is your favorite Kirby Smart quote so far in his tenure? Mm. There have been a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I ask? Can I make a clarifying statement or question? Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> I know you like those. Because uh, I, I have some jotted down. <clears throat> One thing I will say is I think a lot of the like the some of my favorite things that Kirby has said um, were either not mic'd up or there were things that were not said to the media. So there's that. So like of things that were actually said to the media, I think I know mine. I was going to keep it to that. I'll mention my other ones. Um, But uh, I mean, HBTFD to me, like it's kind of hard to top that. I mean, he actually, actually said that in a post game uh, when we beat Auburn. Yeah, no, I think that that was no, that was after the Florida game, was it? No, well, going to the non uh, the 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 non field FTMF as the hat that I'm wearing that that was the Florida game, but that was like running off the field, you know, reading his lips. Correct. I, I thought that was after we beat Auburn. What was what, what did I mix? Did I just mix it up? Like, what was the quote? Yeah, yeah. Well, the okay. The, how about that? Dogs. That's what I told him. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. that one was like to a media Sorry, question. Carter. I'll boot it up. That was that was an actual like to the media post game of Auburn. Um, in yeah, yeah, what nineteen? I think. Um, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, so that's mine. Yeah, I was my clarifying statement was going to be: Is it something that you could? You know that he said, but he didn't say it on on a microphone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the FTMF. That's the FTMF. Exactly. That was going to be my. That was going to be mine. Awesome. Uh, talking about the f- yeah, that was a good one. Um, another good one uh, was the. <laughs> I don't know. Does it? This is another one. Like, does it count as a quote? Because it was okay. recorded. Was all I want to do is eat. <laughs> 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 I had that written down too. That yes, I agree. That falls I in the like. Eat. I want you to eat. <laughs> I I think that I think that is my favorite. Like if we if we can include like things that you know aren't said to the media, that was incredible. Uh, like when that leaked, and I think like the timing was a little off. Like when it leaked, I think we kind of assumed it was related to, but it was like months old or something when it finally leaked. Um, mm-hmm. Well, shoot, if we're gonna throw that in the Florida speech. This year, the Florida halftime speech this year was pretty, was pretty epic when he was like, you know, I looked in those guys, you know, uh, eyes last year. Um, 
you know, he was talking about like looking into the the guys last year in their eyes when they lost and they're going to be there. And he, like, he's just like, I want to bear him or whatever. I don't even remember what it was, but like, it, it was amazing. <laughs> the those, the off, off camera ones are definitely win, but for the on yeah, camera, no, no, no. but the fact that the he said H B T F D, like in an official <laughs> answer is pretty amazing. I, there are, I did love. So in 17, like all the, like, like his, his, his motivational things at the city team. I love all of them. Like, you know, keep chopping was a good one. Keep demanding the main thing. Like it didn't really even make any sense, but I loved it. And I yelled it like nonstop, <laughs> like nonstop at the Rose bowl. That's like what we were yelling the whole time. Like when we were behind, we were like, I mean, we're just not keeping the main thing, the main thing, like what is going on? So I don't know, whatever. Um, and then like, and then you're either a leader or you're not. That was the one from this past year. That's so those are all my honorable mentions, uh, but I got to go with pressure them. is a privilege. Pressure is a privilege. There's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got him. He's got him. He's pretty quote, quotable and gifable is Kirby. What was another one that he'd said recently? It was like um, success comes for those that are too busy to find it or something like that. that so that was, that, was, that was the one that John was saying was like Socrates. Or something. I, don't, I don't know what that <laughs> yeah. is. That's what he's saying. Uh, I think he used that at Media Days last year and he actually repeated, he like recounted back to that this year at one point. I like the canned ones that are like part of like the message to the team. Like, I think I actually think those, those are usually pretty good. Burn the boats, right? There, you know, that's another one. Yeah. Was it Mrs. Was it Minnesota that had burn the boats as, as they're like, they're row the boats. Oh, they're row, row the, the boat. boat. Okay. Row the boat. Yeah. 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 I could swear someone else had burn the boats as a, as a, uh, a theme, but yeah, he's, he's definitely gifable. He's definitely quotable. And, God love him. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a he's, good one. He's quite, he's quite the fair. He's quite the fiery chap, isn't he? He is. He is. Um, <laughs> all right, Zach. Is that someone, someone? Someone in my workout group that's like an East Carolina fan. And he's always like rolling his eyes whenever I talk about Georgia. He's always like Kirby. Kirby just needs a hug. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, just you, give Kirby you, a hug. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta love like the East Carolina fans. I got some friends who are App State fans. You gotta love them. You gotta love them. Yeah. All right. Zach had a second question. Uh, who are you looking forward to seeing on the field most this upcoming season? Not named Brock Bowers or Jalen Carter. Do you have anyone you're really looking forward to? I, I do. I'm going to hold it. I'm going to hold my cards close to the vest. What's, what's your answer first? Uh, okay. Um, hold on. I need <clears throat> to bring, I need to bring in a guest to say one of mine I've got a couple, but one of mine is definitely a Reek Gilbert. Uh, you know, nice. Didn't get to see him last year. Um, absolutely went off in the spring game. So definitely excited to see a Reek. Um, and I will say something that I find, I find interesting with him was it was such a big deal when he announced that he was going to come to Georgia, you know, transferring from LSU that he was going to play receiver. Right. Like that was like one of the big, it seemed to be one of the big selling points. He played tight end at, at LSU and we were going to let him play receiver at Georgia. They're not, we're not talking about him as a wide receiver anymore. Right. Like now mm-hmm. we're talking about tight end. We're talking about run the damn 13 personnel. Right. Like everyone wants to know when are we going to have a and Darnell and Brock Bowers all in the field at the same time. So I, I find that interesting um, that that doesn't seem to be like that moniker or whatever. Right. Like that position label 
doesn't seem to bother him anymore. I would, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of reading between the lines here. Uh, so that, yeah. that, that's kind of intriguing to me. Uh, but I mean, and also just like we saw what he did in the spring game. So he's definitely on my list. Yeah. He's a, I mean, think about how often we flexed Brock out. Like, was he a tight end or was he a slot receiver? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's very true. That's very true. So yeah, I mean, you, yeah, I expect the same, the same with a Um, I mean, I had some other honor, honorable mentions I, I could hit, but, uh, if you want to go to yours or do you, are you ready to go to yours? I, I am. I am. It's a pretty straightforward and it should surprise nobody to longtime listeners of my God, a podcast. Never doubt Kieris. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Never doubt Kieris. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm excited to see a fully healthy and I'm, Word yep. word on the street, according to our dog central folks, um, the Field Street Forum. You know, they're saying that uh, they're saying he's he's got he's playing with a, sh- a chip on his shoulder. He feels like he's not getting the respect from the media that he deserves, and yeah, I'm hoping that he has that hunger on the field because, you know, let's be honest. Like last year was a little bit of a letdown. Of course, I don't think that he was uh, fully healthy. Agreed. Um, obviously, so I think that having a full off season, similar to how. You know, Monken got a full off season. You know, I'm hoping that he's going to have a turnaround here, coming off that injury. Um, I'm excited to see Kieras. Honorable mention probably going to be Arian Smith and mm, yeah, Don Blaylock. Like seeing those guys come back. Um, yeah, I'm, <clears throat> we've got we've got a we've got a long a long list of wide receivers that could potentially be poised for for breakout seasons, depending on how things go. Um, you know, yeah. I'm hoping that I'm hoping that we turn some heads at the wide receiver position because I think there's a lot of talent sitting out there. Um, yeah, yeah, and on, on the defensive side, um, you know, like I said, I think that uh, you know, I, I sorry, along the lines of that wide receiver, you know, I had mentioned that Ad Mitchell had that, you know, had that yeah. Devonta Smith kind of moment. That's another one that kind of sticks out, and then on yep. the defense. Ringo, I think, had kind of the whatever you whatever you refer to as the defensive version of that. Um, <laughs> Fair. Fair. <laughs> he had the defensive version of that, the walk off interception. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, I think I think Keeley Keeley's going to be on that list. Nolan Smith's another one on that list as far as defense goes that you're, that I'm excited to see. Um, yeah. yeah. A lot. Basically, we're talking about all these kids that you know we 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 know about them. You've heard about them. They're not going to be any surprised to hear any of their names called on on Saturday, mm. and it's just a a reflection of how deep we are. Yeah. Right now. Right yeah. now. Yeah. You, so you hit a lot of overlap on my honorable mentions. Um, so I will. I'll just add. Um, Jamon Dumas Johnson is a guy I'm excited to see in a bigger role. I think he flashed when he was in there last year. Um, Tyrion Ingram, Ingram Dawkins is a guy. Um, Graham did a pretty extensive film breakdown on him with Josh um, as part of their, um, I think coming out of like out of um, G day. So that's another one. And then lastly, you know, I am really <laughs> intrigued. Stetson Bennett has never entered a season at Georgia as the starter. He has every year he's been buried in the depth chart, right? Um, so what can Stetson Bennett look like with a full offseason knowing he's the guy um, and with an offense tailored to fit his skill set? So I'm excited to see Stetson. 
Who's the, uh, there's another guy on the defensive side that uh, has been getting a lot of noise um, as being like the next the next big thing. Uh, My, Michael Michael Williams. What's what's the pronunciation there? Is it Michael or? But see, this is why I can't wait for Scott because there's, uh, yes. there's so many guys that I look at it. Yeah, I mean, I could, I, I honestly, I don't know. Like, it could be Michael, it could be Michael. I'm not sure. That, that's why uh, I love. That's why I love the pronunciation so much. The field, the field street, the field street guys and John are, are like screaming into their microphone. It's whatever yeah. the correct pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, you know what? Okay, I'll give one more, right? and then we can move on. Uh, Ooh, and let me. Uh, um, this one we can get a pronunciation for. Dejon Edwards. Oh yes. So he's gonna be the true third guy. I'm assuming as of right now, you know, unless Branson Robinson steps up there. But uh, and the third back gets a lot of play. I mean, that was Kenny McIntosh last year, right? And we're talking about him already. And we, you know, we saw he was listed as third team All SEC entering this year. So. Um, I'm excited to see see him in a uh, in a bigger, expanded, frankly more meaningful role this season. So, yes, I um, yeah that w- that would be I've 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 not shied from that here on on this podcast that I oh, yeah. love the way that Dejan Edwards runs. So yep, yep. that For would sure. definitely be someone. Yeah, I I knew I knew you would appreciate that one. So I was kind of holding on to that one. <laughs> um. All right, we can move on. John Michael D. Uh, so the, the, this first question he has is related to um, the, the the GIF or GIF, if you will, uh, that was attached <laughs> to our tweet from the podcast that solicited questions. So it's a, it's a newer one uh, that we released um, on the heels of the um, the SEC. Um, what do you call them? It's like the thirty for thirty. SEC story, sorry, out of the new SEC story, you're the dog uh, that just came out, and so it's like Kirby walking in the in the, in the facility, uh, like on his phone, presumably texting. So he said, if Kirby was texting you, what would he be saying? Um, and so mine is a a callback to a story that I told, uh, I think last year. Um, Kirby would be texting me. Why didn't you want to talk to me at the Bronco Nagurski Award? So that's that's what he would be. <laughs> so if 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 that picture was, what, what would Kirby be texting you? Yeah, yeah. So Kirby's texting, and he's texting you. What would he? What would he be texting you if he's texting you? If he's texting me, hmm, I don't know. And just to, for 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 anyone who's new, the quick story is. I met both Kirby Smart and Mark Ricks at an event years ago, and I I took up too much of Mark Ricks' time, and there was this huge line line behind me that had formed. And our conver- <laughs> coach Rick graciously abruptly ended our conversation by shaking my hand and saying it was nice to meet me. And um, I turned around, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed." There's this huge line, and you know, 15 minutes later, I found myself talking to Kirby when he was still at Alabama. And I was worried I was doing the same thing. And so I ended the conversation with Kirby because I thought I was hogging his time. And then when I left, no one else was waiting to talk to Kirby Smart. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm a head out. (laughs) Whoops. Totally totally misjudged uh, both conversations. So that's my bad. You ghosted ghosted Kirby Smart and left him there by himself. That's right. He wants to know. Kirby's texting me. He wants to know why I didn't want to talk to him. (laughs) 
So I have I have the answer to my text messages that, that I think that you'll appreciate. He's probably texting me, hey, do you remember that time we won a national championship? That was awesome. <laughs> 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 oh, so good. So good. Uh, by the way, uh, we have literally texted that to each other like randomly out of the blue. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's good. It's one of those. It's one of those texts that you just like randomly send to someone just because you know that it'll get a laugh out of them. Like, uh, yeah, I've got friends like that that I send that stuff to all the time. Uh, that's There's good. Funny moments in life where you have little quotes that are just going to get someone completely make their turn their day around. Uh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> you win. You won. You won that question. Okay. Um, all right, so uh, John had a second question. Also, people are talking. So what do you think the odds are that the dogs don't wear red shirts, red hats, and silver britches against the ducks? That he offered his uh, answer. He says there's less than a 13% chance that, that happens. Uh, his 13% is in honor of Stetson Bennett. Then he also finished with hashtag, <laughs> hashtag uniform Twitter, hashtag inside sources. Inside sources. Okay, so I was trying to do some research today, uh, in preparation uh, for, for answering this question. On Georgia uniform Twitter. <laughs> I, yes. So I, I put a question out there. So what I was trying to find out, um, actually, well, so the next question is also uniform related. And I don't know if we want to pull that into. Well, I'm going to go ahead and read the next one because I think they kind of go together. Uh, Fletcher Proctor said, are we more likely to see all white, including white helmets, or a black jersey versus Oregon. So we can kind of answer that separately. But so w- with with those two things going together, what I was trying to find out is who is the designated home team? Because uh, I feel uh, like that makes a difference, right? Because I have I had heard rumors that Oregon was planning to wear all green in this game, like a all green. And I know like my clarifying question was like, are we talking like normal Oregon green? Are we talking like highlighter Oregon green? Uh, Cause I've seen both Oregon and Baylor where this like bright neon, like looks like a highlighter kind of green. Um, okay. I, I could, I, I didn't get an answer. I looked it up. I'll tell you this um, looking at the seating chart, um, the Georgia sideline is the same sideline that the Falcons have at home games in Mercedes Benz. Um, and then also on georgiadogs.com, they do actually list it as Oregon at Georgia for what that's worth. I was just about to say, I was just about to say it's it's Oregon at Georgia. That's what it says on Georgia Dogs. So yeah. you know, so if if we are choosing first, although this is so weird, right? So like if, if we were straight up choosing first, um, I would rule out the all white, right? For sure. Um, to Fletcher's question. So that's where I factor that in. Um, but if we're not, you know, I still don't think that would happen by the way, but, um, it would make it, <laughs> make it more of a possibility. Um, so that, so that's the one thing that I, I don't totally know, but I guess maybe we could kind of assume George is the home team, but like if George is the home team and then, you know, Oregon says they're wearing all green and they're wearing like the kind of forest green type green, you know, then like, can you, can they be wearing that green and that's wear black jerseys? Like, like you, you actually have to think about these kinds of things. Like you know, they can't be that similar. Like they have to be different. Like you can have two solid colors. Like one team doesn't have to be white. Like we've played Georgia, Florida where Georgia's, you know, red and Florida's blue. We did, um, the peach bowl, right. The, the last time we played in the peach bowl, we wore black jerseys 
and Cincinnati wore red. Like, so those things happen. Um, sorry. I, so oh, th- these are, I've got one more thing that I'll add. And that is um, in 2020, we were supposed to play Virginia in this same game in the kickoff classic uh, in the Chick-fil-A kickoff classic. And what we know now is that Georgia was going to do a surprise reveal of that 1980 throwback white Jersey, red pants in that game. It was going to be just like the Auburn blackout. It was going to be warm up and normal go in and then come out in the red pants and the, in the, in the, in the alternate jerseys. So I wouldn't rule it out that we'll do so. And we're playing, and we're playing, saving that up. Well, I'm just saying it's like, you know, a lot of things are lining up, right? You're playing Oregon who is like the king of alternate uniforms. Right. Right. And you're playing in this kickoff game that we know they convinced us. I I don't know if if that's the right phrase, but we know we were willing to do an alternate against Virginia in 2020. And frankly, we know that we did wear the black jerseys against Cincinnati in another Chick-fil-A game in the Peach Bowl. I think it's possible. I believe that they're going to be wearing red. You think so? Yeah. I think that if we – so here's my thing. I feel like that if they – if we come out with a like a, a uniform uh, variant or whatever that we yeah. haven't seen before, even if it's the black jerseys, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like that that's going to be that's going to give them an, an edge in the psycho- psychology standpoint because they're going to be like, man, these guys are copying us. I feel <laughs> like that, that would be like a, okay. a reverse. So I'm going to go reverse psychology and just come out with the most boring, <laughs> the most boring uniform combination. And be like. Man, these guys are for real. They're, they don't give a shit about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I had not thought about that angle. That's actually <laughs> <laughs> they, don't give, they just don't give a day. <laughs> That's amazing. Sorry, Carter. Sorry, Carter. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I have one other thing that leans the other way, but you're that. that's a heck of an argument. Um if I'm Point Oregon, out, I'm coming out there in in all black, neon green. Oh, they're going to wear something crazy. I'm like, there's but, no doubt. They're they're yeah. Um. Okay. So my one other thing in my extensive research, this is actually just when I was trying to figure out who was the home team. I found the tweet from the official Georgia football accounts tweet um, when the time was announced, and I know you you will remember this tweet because it was actually pretty cool. It was when they put like the duck hunt video where it was like Harry dog was the dog in duck hunt. Um, you like standing up and holding up the duck. Uh, yes. Harry dog was wearing a black Jersey in that video. So yeah, dude, could if, that they be come on, if they came out in all black and, and green, I, I mean, no, but Harry dog was wearing, yeah, yeah. Like if we're, but uh, Harry dog was wearing the black. So like, could we see yeah, black if, yeah, yeah, yeah. if yeah. we come out in black? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the possibility. I don't know what the percentage chance is. I like thirteen percent. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a pretty good possibility set. I like I like thirteen percent. The other thing, the other thing that would be interesting is what the um, what the weather is going to look like for that game. Because mm. I imagine that the roof is going to be closed. So if they did come out in all black, that's the the roof of that stadium may get blown off. <laughs> I like it. Like if, if Georgia comes out in the black jerseys, the roof of the stadium may just literally like erupt <laughs> the, the center thing is just going to rotate and open because exactly of the exuberance um so would you agree then 
I think we're agreeing that our answer to Fletcher's question of what's more likely all white versus black Jersey, that black Jersey is more likely than all. I, there's no way we're wearing all white. If you're giving me those two options for sure. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. all black, but okay. definitely expect boring. <laughs> yeah. I, I love, I love the argument that Oregon is just like aghast and blown away at the fact that we would dare wear a standard uniform. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I like it. I like that. <laughs> Um, all right, let's see. All right. Speaking of pronunciation guides, and this isn't the first time we've, we've gotten a question from this gentleman. So Brian, let me know if I'm butchering your name. Cause I'm not sure if it's Brian Michaelis, it could be Brian Michaelis. I'm not sure. I think I said Michaelis last time. So hopefully I'm getting that right. Apologies. Uh, is cooking with bourbon a waste of bourbon? And then he adds, I personally say yes. Do you have feelings on this? I do. I have some feelings. So if you're making desserts, it can, it can add a different flavor profile to, you know, sweet, like bourbon, bourbon, pecan, pecan pie, bourbon, you know, bourbon, pecan, vanilla, ice cream, that kind of thing, like bourbon ice cream. Um, I do think that it's good in those situations, but like a bourbon glaze, bourbon glaze, turkey and chicken and stuff like that, like ham. Mm. Um, I haven't been able to really taste the bourbon necessarily in some of those situations. Maybe I just haven't had a good version of it, but um, yeah. I mean, unless we're talking about cooking desserts, I think that there's a, a flavor profile. Like the, you, you go to the, I'm sure we've all had the bourbon chicken at like a, a mall, although mm. maybe some of our younger listeners haven't, but <laughs> what's a mall? <laughs> yeah. What's a mall? Um, it's just, they're probably saying the same thing about T9 texting. Like what the heck is T9 texting? <laughs> <laughs> we made a super old person reference. What Sorry. are these old these old <laughs> bastards talking about? Carter's like, what is T nine texting? Yeah, the uh, the I don't know that there's actually any bourbon in those bourbon chickens, but maybe there is. <laughs> um, I, I I would say that if we're cooking dessert, probably a waste, unless we're cooking dessert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I would agree. I would agree. I, I've I've really got nothing to nothing to add to that. Agreed. I mean, the other thing you got to factor is the fact that, you know, when I'm grilling and cooking, I'm drinking bourbon all the time. So it's not a waste. <laughs> there you go. Yes. It's not a waste. <laughs> so let me reread the question. Is cooking with bourbon a waste? I mean, you know, you just <laughs> if it's in your you hand and you're drinking it. Are you a lawyer, Mr. Brian? <laughs> yeah. So is it in your hand and you're drinking it or is it an ingredient? I, I believe he meant an ingredient, but fair. I believe fair. he meant an ingredient. <laughs> fair. Fair. Good point. All right. Uh, let's see. That brings us to our last set of listener questions. So it is now time for coaches over unders from Coach Joe Bill. Uh, first over under from Coach Joe Bill. Recruits committing before the Oregon game over under set at 1.5. So we're recording on July 25th. So we've got over a month left. Uh, actually, no, we're, we're actually, we're 40 days. So can we get more or less than 1.5 commits in the next 40 days? You want to, you want to go first? Or you want me to, you go first. Uh, I'm going to go over because I feel like I, I, I think, 
you know, Jason or Dustin would can correct me, but I feel like there's one that I think we're expecting to pop before the end of the month. Um, and then that only leaves us, you know, one more for the entire month of August. So I'm, I'm going to go with over. I'm going to go with over as well. And I think, you know, Lower end, like maybe two, but that gets us over. So I'll go. I was just about to say, if you put it at like two and a half. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, yeah, true. I'd be more hesitant there. Um, Okay, over under times rewatching Year of the Dog, which that's the SEC story we we mentioned earlier, uh, before the Oregon game. Over under sit at 20.5. Let's see here. Probably, yeah, I'm going to go over. Yeah, I mean, certainly for my got a podcast as a whole, definitely over. I know I, I've already watched it twi- at least twice. I've probably watched it two and a half times already. Um, which so which we didn't really talk about that other than it happened. Um, I thought it was funny because I think you watched it. You didn't watch it. You watched it like the day after. I think I watched it a few days later. I think or something like that. I, I remember, remember you started was. you started texting me, and I was like, "He's watching You're the Dog now." <laughs> it's like like you texted me with like zero context zero lead-in like zero hey i'm about to watch this and like your text was just like 1980 what (laughs) (laughs) that's that's one of those texts that you send to someone that you know is gonna get it (laughs) uh so good so good which i gotta go back and watch it 1980 who 1980 who was it salier I think, I think it was, was Salier, yeah. I think it was. Yeah, that that was epic. Uh, uh, it's, it's so so if you have not seen Year of the Dog, uh big endorsement uh for my God podcast. It's, it it was very well done. I loved all the flashbacks. Uh there was stuff in there that I was not prepared to see in it. Um it was cool. It was, yeah, it was, it was still too fun. soon. There was definitely some <laughs> yeah. There, there was definitely some other things that, like that I had not noticed, you know, that were I don't know. There's, there's, there's several things in there that I, I had not really noticed before. Like, um, there was, there's a painting on, I don't know where it was, but it had the, the W I N, um, scrawled on the, on the wall. I mm-hmm. can't remember where it was going towards. If it was like in a workout facility or something, it was like, what's important now. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think that's what it said. Now I, I may have butchered it, but, um, yeah, it was W I N. I said, I think it said what's important now, I think is what it said. I mean, that at least works as like alphabetically <laughs> <laughs> as far as acronyms go. I'm going to trust you. On thanks. It. Thanks Jim. Uh, <laughs> it's going to bother me because I, I used it, I, whatever it was, I used it in a, in a workout that I led like the next day or something like that. Um, mm. yeah, that's part of my parting words for the guys, but, um, you know, I thought that that was pretty cool. I had not heard that really. If I had it, it definitely wasn't like a big part of it. Not certainly not big enough to where I, I it was painted on the wall. You know what I mean? Like that, mm-hmm. that, that's, yeah. that stood out to me. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Like, yeah, you know, you're either a leader or you're not or burn the boats or whatever. Like those, mm-hmm. those are things that were talked about a, a great deal, but that one, that one stuck out to me. So there's like little things like here and there that I thought that was, was interesting. And I can't think of any other ones, but that was one that came top of mind. Yeah, I, I I really enjoyed some of like the flashbacks, like things that happened even in 2020. Um, those are the things that like I wasn't that when I said I wasn't prepared, I wasn't prepared to see flashing back that far. Like it wasn't just about the 2021 season. They had some things in there around a few players. Um, 
like on their journey, right? They're like 2020 and what happened to them in 2020 was a big part of their journey to get to 2021. Um, and I thought that was very well done. They spliced some of that stuff in very well. And like, I was not, I had things like I hadn't thought of, um, or not that I hadn't thought of them, but I didn't think I wouldn't have thought to include it. I'll say that. And like, like I was expecting it to basically be like, here's how the season went. Right. And then like to flashback to 2020, I thought that was pretty cool. That was very well done. Yeah, there was um, – I, I wasn't prepared for what felt like if you're watching that show and if you're like me, you're probably watching it and like, man, where's Stetson in this? Like mm. I, I, you, you, you didn't realize like how long it took for him to kind of take the reins. You know what I mean? That's a really good point. Yeah, I had forgotten about even that I thought that, yeah, it's like, man, there's a lot of JT Daniels <laughs> in this Seriously. thing, right? Yeah, yeah I, was, I was thinking the same thing. Like JT yeah. got up that – that was another thing that they had mentioned that I hadn't heard much about was like JT got an NIL deal and said that he was going to share it with the team. And yeah. That was all like preseason. I'm curious, like, you know, how did that pan out <laughs> since he didn't get the start? <laughs> right. Right. But, you know, it was one of those things. I was like, man, he seems like a really genuine dude. He seemed like he was a really genuine dude in all the clips and everything like that. Like it's, it's really stinks that it didn't like pan out for him. But at the same time, I think that Stetson's story is probably a little better, but yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I remember watching it. I was like, "Golly, we we went deep into the season before we even got to JT." And don't don't tell the Alabama guys, but like you know, our quarterback <laughs> didn't start until half halfway through the season. <laughs> right? Seriously, for real, for real. Uh, um, I was not prepared to see Jamie Newman in a Georgia uniform <laughs> in the documentary, <laughs> and like and like my and like the you know it's like twenty twenty uh, fall practice, and they showed Jamie Newman, and I was like. Man, that looked like a pretty good pass. <laughs> like, I've never, never seen footage of him. He looked pretty good. That's uh, pretty funny. Yeah, I was yeah. not prepared. I was not prepared to see. I, that's the kind of thing that was like I would not have thought to include Jimmy Newman. I, that's where I, I just thought it was so well done. It was. It was really well done. And the that guy isn't that the same guy that does like the NFL films. The voice, I think. Yeah, the over the voiceover guy. I I think I think he does. I think so. <laughs> Not like the old school NFL yeah, right, films, right, but like, right, like the, like the more ones. recent ones. Yeah, yeah, I think um, so. Another, another like nice little like segment that I thought was super interesting, and I think that the guys on the text thread were talking about it as well. Was that <laughs> they Stetson in the Orange Bowl literally had to come up to Jermaine Burton and tell him what route to run? <laughs> like, yes. dude, dude, I'm just gonna put it up there where he isn't. Just go. So that, that was the, uh, th- that was some stuff. That was one of the things I know a couple people pointed out, like there sure was a lot of Jermaine Burton in this thing. Uh, but yeah, we, we, we saw that too. Uh, all right. Um, watch it. Yeah, I definitely watch it. Yeah. Highly, highly recommend, uh, very well put together, uh, very high quality. Uh, all right. Uh, over under new bourbons tried before Oregon game on average per person. At 1.5. How, how many people are we averaging? Are we averaging me and you, me, you, Coach Drill Bill, Coach Drill Bill, me, you, Coach Drill Bill, all of Dog Nation, all of Bulldog Bourbon Social Club? These are clarifying questions <laughs> I had. Sorry, I've, I've turned into you with the clarifying questions. Yeah, seriously. Um, like if, we're talking about throwing, if we're throwing Bobby into this equation, like, holy cow. <laughs> <Over>. <laughs> slam the over. Um, yeah, slam the over. 
I'm already, uh, I, I already have a new one. Um, I'm, I mean, if I wasn't under the weather, I'd probably be drinking it right now. So mm. I've already got one. So I'm, I'm pretty okay. close to the over. So I would say probably on the over on that one. Okay. I, it's tough for me because I don't, you know, it, it, it it's tough pick it, slim pickings for me at my ABC store to find new stuff. Um, I had a bunch of new stuff that my dad introduced me to over the summer. Um, I have a new bottle that I'm not going to reveal what it is because I bought it uh, for a game this season. And I will, I will reveal what that bottle is when the time is right uh, on that preseason uh, on that, not preseason on that game preview episode. Uh, I plan to have it that night. Um, It's it's, it's the Kentucky game, isn't it? Well, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, no one's ever had a Kentucky bourbon before. So so for me personally, I think one and a half is a pretty good number. I look at that. Like the, I might hit the under myself. I think we'll we'll go. I would say for me personally, it probably will be under by then, unless I find technically I across something. Technically, a new bottle of a new bottle of forty six is a new a new bourbon too. But. Yeah, we're, we're hitting we're hitting even more clarifying. Which my my, <laughs> my maker's forty six is getting a little low. So there you I go. Got, I've got several that are low, uh, which is exciting me because I get to add I'm about to add because I follow your rule of. Only add the infinity bottle when you're at the bottom of a bottle. Um, yes, I'm going to get a lot of stuff uh, added to my elite uh, bottle pretty soon. I'm pretty excited about that. I don't know if I showed you mine or not. I think it, I, I saw it on Twitter. I, sh- I saw it on Twitter. You you tweeted yes. it. Yes, I think I, I, I tweeted it. Yes, yeah. I cleaned up. I cleaned up my my bottle and added the sticker. So it's the it was a redemption bottle, right? It was a redemption bottle because okay. I, my infinity bottle was a redemption that I made during the 2021 season. So yeah. it was a redemption season. That's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, let's see. Last over under tailgate food trial runs before the Oregon game over under at two and a half. Listen, coach, I'm, I'm, I'm already on my mid season form on this. So I will probably not have any trial runs. <laughs> <laughs> that's, an elite, that's an elite flex answer and i'm gonna say it's anything look i'm locked in i know what i'm gonna have for my tailgate so i don't, I don't need to do that exactly <laughs> look, exactly look i've had the reps recipe to pond is bean dip for like 20 years so nice i'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready to go <laughs> we know what the ingredients are <laughs> that's right that's right uh awesome all right the only well, thing I, I might do is only thing i might change is is i might try to smoke it like that that might be a uh that might be a, a trial run, so I, I'll go with under on that one. With the bean dip, you're gonna on mine, oh, not okay. your bean dip. I'm talking about my dip. Now I'm just sitting here though. What if I made Panda's bean dip and then I put it in a smoker and I let it melt the cheese and get a little smoke on it? Now I'm now I'm getting intrigued by this idea. I've never ever thought of that. Might have to try that. See the things, you, the things, you, the things you might try. So it's still the under though, because that's the only one. Still the under. <laughs> yeah, still the under for sure. Uh, cool. All right. Well, that, that, that wraps the listener questions. Um, I don't know. We'll have to figure out. So I, I don't think we know exactly our schedule. So we know we've, we've got a couple of things we're trying to work out to come up, but I mean, the season is rapidly a- approaching. So we've definitely got, you know, we'll have our, our, we'll, we'll do like a, a big, I say big, whatever. We'll, we'll kind of like preview the season at a macro level. Like we always do, you know, ahead of the Oregon game. Um, but I mean, 40 days i mean it's i mean you know your summer is already over <laughs> i've still got a, a little bit of summer left with our kids but you're you guys are heading back to school 
Um, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's nuts, man. How fast we've, we've gone from, I mean, it feels like yesterday I was in Indianapolis. Um, and you and Carter were shooting off fireworks. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. Every time, every time those mortars, like we've got some teenagers behind us that randomly will be shooting off mortars. I'm like, Oh yeah. Remember that time we won the national championship and I did that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean like full disclosure, like I, you know, I wouldn't have set off, you know, you know how I am. I wouldn't have set them off until the game was totally over, but but fair. Like, I feel like, you know. Tough, but fair. Hold on. Hold on. I I want to make sure I get this right. You wouldn't set them off. Keely had intercepted the pass, but had not yet. Like, you didn't even know that he scored, right? You just ran outside and set off fireworks. Am I getting that right? Am I making that up? No, we knew that he scored. Okay. And okay. I did, we, what we didn't know was, was that there was still game time left. When we came in. <laughs> he came back and the game wasn't over yet. That's it. Yeah, That's the game it was. wasn't even over yet, but it, it, was. it was over. It was over in the Palo household. <laughs> oh, so good. Okay. That reminds me of one last uh, Kirby thing that did happen. Uh, he in, in that same thing that we played a clip from earlier with, with Tebow, it was Tebow and others, he did get a question around you know, the interception and they said, you know, were you, were you telling Keely to go down? And he was like, yeah, I was telling him to get down. <laughs> it's amazing. It was just <laughs> but he, then he tried to claim, he was like, but the reason was because, you know, he was being trailed by, by a receiver and what are, what are receivers taught to do? Strip the ball. He's like, so I thought I was going to get stripped. He's like, I didn't want to get stripped. He's like, okay, Kirby. <laughs> did he change his, did he change his, his tune? Because I feel like that uh, there was another interview where he mentioned that he was trying to tell Keeley to get down, but then afterwards he realized that you know he sh- like him scoring was actually a good thing. For them. Agreed. I I am on board with you. I feel like he's changed his story. <laughs> he's changed his story. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. That's agreed. Come on, Kirby. I, I like I like the story. I like the story where Kirby admits that he's a little bit wrong. Yes. He's, he's not sti- he's not stitious, but he's a little stitious. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, awesome. Um, let me club up, or let me uh, plug a couple of things. Uh, obviously, we, we mentioned Dog Central, so make sure to go check that out. Um, we're proud to be a part of that. Um, we're having a lot of fun over there. Uh, and also, I don't know, John, if you've noticed, I'm wearing my my new uh, goat t shirt. Uh, available now at store.mygotapodcast.com. Uh, so everybody can go check that out if you are interested. Um, I was just about to say, where, where can I get one of those? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, other things are in the works uh, that I was going to make some custom for you. So, um, but yeah, oh, I, I totally went off the rails. We'll figure out, we'll, you know, we generally let the folks know when, when we're recording a new episode. So I don't know that we're definitely back to weekly yet. Uh, but we are certainly close and the season is right around the corner. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Go dogs. Go dogs.